This program is paid for by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the values or opinions of 91.5 KUNV or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. And today, our topic is comic relief. We all need a little relief here and there. We are getting past this quarantining and the COVID-19. We're getting vaccinated. We're ready to get out and have some fun. So we wanted to let you know that about laughter, that laughter, when you laugh, it doesn't just lighten your load. It also increases endorphins, which makes you feel good. Um, It also is great for the heart, the lungs. And so we want to make sure that we're laughing and we're having a good time and enjoying one another. So today I've decided to have guests who are comics. Um, So we're going to start with Buddy Lewis. And Buddy Lewis is a comedic writer. Um, He's done television and movies for Sometime, I think about 30 years, going to age you a little bit, which is awesome. So thank you for what you do, keeping us laughing and feeling good. Yeah, you you need to laugh because some of these people uh, got frowns on their faces and they need to release that. Let it go. Yes. I was mentioning that, you know, our body responds to laughter mentally, physically. And Mm, so people laughter is the best medicine. I'm I'm the kind of guy I'm. You're in the hospital. I'm coming to make you laugh. Or if it's at a funeral, we gonna say something funny. Let's 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 get over this. Come on, let's let's let's, let's laugh it up. I know that's right. <laughs> so look, tell me, buddy. I met you through a friend of ours, Chris Spencer. I know you write with him a lot. Oh yeah, okay. Because you you scared me for a second. I thought you were gonna bring up some ex or something, or some you know body I dumped or something. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah, me and Chris, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are working on. He mentioned when he was on the show a few months ago that you guys mm-hmm. are now doing the Real Husbands of Hollywood. Is that right? That's right. We're uh, we're writing uh, more episodes uh, for all of our fans that enjoyed the show before. We're telling you we're coming back. Everybody who was on the show is coming back. So we're writing a few more episodes that we're going to do a movie. And they decided, you know what, let's 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 uh, let's break this up and make it make it six episodes. So we've got six miniseries that we're kind of doing. And then we're going to see if maybe uh, BT will jump on and give us six, 10, 12 Maybe 15, 20 more. We're going to try to keep it going this time. All right. So I know you started out, you graduated from Howard University. Yes, with a degree in microbiology. I want people to know I'm not no just regular uh, brotherhood comic. I'm a a comic with a a brain. Yes, (laughs) which means you're probably extremely funny. Uh, That's what I've been telling myself. (laughs) (laughs) The world just don't know. I know. But, I know I'm, I'm I'm hilarious. But to buddy, did you start out writing or acting? I think it was uh, the the comedy was first, and then you get into acting, and then you get in. You know, you you sort of write and act as a as an offshoot of of your stand up. And so I've been probably uh, my first writing real writing job was probably as a matter of fact was on Vibe with Chris Spencer when he was on. No and, way. Yeah. This, wow. uh, yeah. They 
They and then I wrote for um I wrote for Joe Torrey a little bit when he was on Def Jam. I did some writing and so for him and I mean he wrote a lot of his material, but I helped him put it together and punch up jokes and that sort of thing. He swears that I wasn't there, like he's the only one that did it, you know. So if you ever have Joe Torrey on here, yeah, I was in the back helping him write his little joke. <laughs> but not only Joe Torrey, you've worked with D.L. Hughley, yeah. Jamie Foxx. You've done writing for Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Right. I have an episode of Ty- Tyler Perry's House of Pain. I've written on a uh, couple of things. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about my writing career. It's moving. It's moving forward. You know, writing is one of those things that in, in Hollywood where you can't just say, I'm going to be a writer. You have to have somebody kind of bring you in and put you on things. And so I've written on several different things that didn't get picked up. Like I worked on Bill Bellamy's pilot. I worked on Mark Curry's pilot. I, you know, and of course I've worked on um, several shows in the, all of the uh, like award shows where they had hosts that were friends of mine, Kevin Hart, Jamie, I'm trying to think of there was a uh, Cedric I've done. I worked for him when he did the, um, Soul Train Award. So I've, I've, I've been around okay. here there, and everywhere. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the writer producer. That's the next level when you when you can produce your own things. That's that's the that's the next level where you get into writing uh, scripts and movies and television. You know, that's the um, you know, the Sandra Rhimes. Uh, that must that's the big money. Yeah, that's the big money. That's that that's that big money. That's where Tyler Perry makes a lot of that money. He's, and he'll tell you, I wrote everything. I'm not paying anybody to write none of this. I'll do it myself. Make all the check. You know what? I have another guest who you know. Mm-hmm. And that is Cookie Hall. Oh, um, yeah, Cookie. we got Cookie. Where's Cookie? Mm-hmm. Hey. hey, welcome to It's Where I Am. Okay, I'm glad you are where you are. <laughs> Thank you for being here. So I was talking to Buddy and we were talking about the big money when you start writing for television. Right. And he started out telling us that, you know, he wrote for people like D.L. Hughley, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Hart, many, many others. And I know that you started out doing the same. Uh, I was doing a little bit of writing for a cat. Um, he was paying me to be a writer on his writing team. Um, in 2007, 2008. And then I was doing some writing for Lonnie Love or for her show, The Real. I was doing some writing for her for some of the segments. Well, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do. I, I do have them all. So there you go. There you go. Right. But you both started out on the stage. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Cookie, didn't you come a couple of times to the High Cafe when we when we did it? Did you? Yeah. You came a few times, yeah. I I put her on stage. Kim Whitney and I used to have a club. We started in the Valley uh, back in the day, uh, late '90s, early 2000s. We we did a comedy club, and Cookie used to come come perform. So yeah, I, we 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 were stand ups. That's that's where a lot of people make their. Uh, that's the bread and butter, you know. That's where you start. Right. And so what type of courage does that take to start out on the stage? You know, you don't know what your audience is like. You don't know if they'll like you. They don't you don't know if they'll get your sense of humor. Uh, you know, you, you just got to find that, out. That, that's, the, that's that's the that's the you gotta break that. Yeah, you got to break. You got to break out of that. 
real fast (laughs) at the end of the day you're there to entertain the audience so they don't know what you're going to say they have no idea they don't know what you're going to do only thing they're hoping for if it's so that it's something that they can talk about yeah and you you try to connect with you know and, and go to places where 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 you think your material will be familiar with the people who are there but the, the, the thing is to break out of your comfort zone, I think, and be funny to, to everybody. Funny's funny. And so if you work on your craft, you work on your, your abilities on stage, then funny's funny. Well, so would it work like, say, someone like me, if you wrote something funny for me, would it still be funny? Probably not. Because you have to have that stage presence and, you know, you have to have that gift of delivering the joke, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a difference between people who are naturally gifted comics. They're talented people that do funny things. And there's some people that are self-made joke telling people, you know, they know how to tell a good joke. It, if you can, I can write you something funny on a, on a piece of paper, but <laughs> whether or not you're going to be able to tell a joke, that's, right. that's a little bit of your own personal ability. Uh, on Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it ain't my joke. That's not funny. It's your, it's me. Right. It has a lot to do with the individual because um, everybody has told a joke. Right. Right. Everybody has told a joke. But there, when it comes to a point where you have to say you have to make I mean, it, when it becomes a job, it, it's some people get anxiety on their regular job at McDonald's. So they ain't going to be able to get on that stage and deliver due to other fears. It's not that the joke is not funny. It's the other fears that you have inside about um, what's going on or how you may deliver it or, you know what I'm saying? It's the other fears inside of you. It ain't the joke. It's the fears. When people get on the stage, it, people always ask me, um, or do you get scared when you get on stage? No, I, I'm pretty sure Buddy can attest to this. Uh, we get scared when our money ain't there. Right. <laughs> We don't, we don't care nothing about the audience, the people in there. Right. Uh, the fear comes when um, what was promised as a business deal is not there. That's where the fear comes. Right. That makes sense. But, you know, guys, I want to introduce you to another comic. She's a local comic. Her name is Lady AK. Let's get her in here because she's doing some great things in the community out here in Las Vegas. Uh, she has a nonprofit called AK's Closet. And what she does is she gets things for babies and young kids, and she gives back to the community. She started out giving to homeless people. She's just doing some great things around here. And I was surprised to find out once I met her that she was a comic. And then once I hooked up with her on Facebook, I check her out every morning and I get my laugh on. So welcome, Lady AK. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you. That is way too much pressure for my Facebook page. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. You know, my first radio interview was with you. I remember it. It's so exciting to see the me on the other side of the table. That's that's probably what makes this interview that much more fun for me. So thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, how long have you been in the field of comedy? I know you're a fairly new comic in comparison to my other two guests. Um, yeah. We were talking about going on stage for the first time. And so can you share some of your experience? 
Okay, so to answer your first question, in comparison to the other two comics, interestingly enough... Hey, watch I'm, your tone about my age. You watch your tone. I'm kidding. Yes, okay. well, 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 you're the most seasoned. I think I'll let you have your energy. I think I'll let you have your time. And who knows what <laughs> about my age. With my yeah. so, um, I've been doing comedy since 2008. Okay. So, yes, in comparison to them, I am a tenderoni. So, not to not to age them, but to just simply say that they are the veterans in the game. They are the ones to be respected when it comes to comedy. That's all. Um, my first experience on stage, I was not supposed to be there. I was actually the bartender at that, at that club. Jay Reed and D-Lay hosted a show there on Tuesdays. And no lie, when I say they pressured me for months, to go on stage, I thought they were just trying to get some some snacks. So I was ignoring them. I was ignoring them, but they were serious. They really did believe that I was I was good, and so they pressured me into going on stage. And interestingly enough, my manager took over the bar so that I could go on stage. I went up and I did great. I did I did really great. I did so great. I got a standing ovation, and a lady came up to me and she tipped me twenty dollars. But she made it clear that it was for the jokes and not for the drinks, which left me feeling a little way because I thought I was a bomb bartender. I had been doing that for a while. And that was my only night telling jokes. So 20 for the jokes and not the drinks. I, I, I still had bills to pay. So I did take it. Though. OK, I know that's right. So, everyone, we are talking about comedy relief and how it makes us feel better, you know, physically and mentally. So what have you guys been up to? What's what's the latest? I know, Cookie, you've done some things. You're now that we are, you know, releasing some of the regulations around the country. You're doing some traveling now. Uh, yes, I am. And so Las Vegas, uh, the first through the third. I, I saw you there in Las Vegas. You were at uh, the Laugh Something, I think the Blue Martini or something like that. And then you were at Sugar Daddy's. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that went really great. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you paid me. <laughs> you got paid. <laughs> Shout out to Devin Moore, Moore Productions. Thank you for making sure Cookie got her money. Hilarious. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody is starting to do a little bit more now that uh, clubs and uh businesses are starting to open up and do more comedy. As a matter of fact, I, I was in Vegas uh, a few weeks ago and it's, it, it, they restriction lists out there. Now y'all are getting to the point where it's, 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 it's open season. Out there. Oh yeah. People got their masks off and well, people are, are anxious to get out and what's, what's the best place to go and sit and have a good time because of the pandemic is to listen to the opinion of comedians. You know what I'm saying? We should have all kind of opinions about what went on in the last year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So, but the the fact of the matter is like, we still don't know. We don't know what happened with this whole pandemic thing and how did we get it and how did it affect everybody's lives? I know I have family members that, you know, didn't make it, Yes, you know, so, uh, you know, so people are kind of really kind of anxious to get out and just sit next to each other and have a good time. Right. We're all ready to laugh. And so I, with that, I want to say when you guys are writing, you should have a lot of material. I know that. I wanted to ask you when you are writing or when you're 
telling your jokes, a lot of that is coming from a painful place. Is that right? Like somehow you get our our bad moments. You make them funny. You know what I mean? Like we relate to the joke and somehow it's funny. Just like, buddy, you were saying, you know, if it, even if it's a funeral, I'm going to make you laugh. Right. Hey, I, I'm dark. Sometimes I'm dark. You know, so, you know, yeah. It you, ain't dark. Funerals are funny as hell. Yeah, funerals are, yeah, funerals, that's prime real estate for comedy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the best funeral I've ever been to is the one where the person actually took their own life, and the pastor says he's going to heaven. I'm, I'm like this in the background. Excuse me. What? That's what the pastor say? You. <laughs> Those are the funniest places in the world because I can, I can say ninety-five percent of the people at your funeral. Um, wouldn't have showed up if you needed your light bill paid. <laughs> you're buried beautifully. They make sure you're buried beautifully. But they make sure if you told, I mean, think about it. You could tell your homeboy, let's go out and get some drinks. And he ready to drop $30, $40 on you, buy you a couple of Hennessy shots. But if you tell that same homeboy, hey, my T-Mobile bill is due, he going to be like, dude. <laughs> I actually signed my first, comedy, my, my first comedy contract off of a, a eulogy I gave at a funeral, which I found to be very interesting. It, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. We were at the funeral. They opened up the gates of the church or whatever for people to come up and say something about the guy. And everybody was kind of looking like they were at the wrong funeral. Like they're looking around. I'm like, wait, nobody's going to say nothing nice about the guy. And so I'm like, you know what? I had really literally only met this man twice, but I knew his son um, as a as a comic. And so I got up and I told a story from the one time that I met his dad. And man, I hate to say I killed at a funeral. <laughs> no, that's the best. That's the best thing to say. I, okay. My goal is to my, well, my goal is to think I was responsible. So hey. I did really well at the funeral, and I actually signed my first real life contract for doing comedy like that was the first where i felt like i was somebody buddy please show up at mine oh <laughs> hey hey listen i'm gonna tell you right now my goal is to, literally i want to make someone laugh to death at a show that's my goal exactly. so i can say i truly go to cvs and get her inhaler <laughs> I want I want you to pass out. I want somebody to straight die at a club. So I, that's the goal. That's the goal in life. Could you imagine? I made you, you laugh so hard, I killed you. Oh, you man, I'm going down in history. The goal. The goal. He should only do that if he's the beneficiary on their life insurance policy. Boom. Otherwise, he's just committing crimes for no reason. That's just not necessary. necessary. They're not going to book you. You a liability to all the clubs you show up at. Because oh, was the case. Hey, I hey. go down as the goat. They'll be like, this is the Wait a minute. Speaking of that, you have a title of the world's greatest comic golfer. How did you get that title? Where did that come from? Because I used to whoop all these people's ass playing, <laughs> playing golf. And now that I've gotten a little older, they, you know, someone sneak up on me and try to win. You know, but I, you know, I play pretty good. And so a lot of these guys, they, you know, they think they have game, you know, and, and like I told them now, okay, well, you know, you play something long enough, eventually you're going to be able to, 
you know, you might be able to be somebody. I mean, Tiger didn't win them all, and neither did Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan. You, you know, so I'm going to lose every now and then, but most of them are, they know I'm the GOAT. <laughs> so um, I have a word to say about that. But, okay. Oh, um, yeah, you play too. I forgot. Yes. yes. I actually am going to play first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, come on out here in Augusta, uh, buddy. We've been I just played Augusta, so you know, whatever. Ooh. I know, I know because um Kenny told me. Yeah, that's right. I, I ain't scared of you, uh Cookie, <laughs> with all your little with all your little golf gear in the background hanging on the wall. I'm not afraid. And uh that's, that's, that's AK, I ain't that's scared of you with your little gun name. I ain't scared of you. No, 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 no. I do have guns, but I'm not gonna use them on you. I wait, how did I get in this? I don't have everybody's guns. in this. You, 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 everybody's in this. We're all in this together. Time you're in Augusta. You right. need to me so we can play. Hey, people. Oh, I'm going to take you up on that, Cookie. In Las Vegas, we have plenty of beautiful, beautiful golf resorts. And yes, I'm more do. than ready to learn. So anyway. with that... With that it, it, ain't, it ain't that much time or that much weed in a day. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank my audience, 91.5 Jazz and more, for listening, tuning in. And I want you to know that you can always find my show on itswhereiam.com. So please check out other shows that I've had. And before I let my wonderful guests go, please, starting with Buddy, Cookie, and then Lady, can you please give us your social media handles so our listeners know? You, okay, you supposed to jazz lady. You supposed to start with the ladies first, uh, but that's okay. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just going in order of how I brought you in. I'm keeping the order. First. Well, then you go last. We're gonna go from Thank lady you. up, lady cookie, and then buddy. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at comedian underscore ak, um, on Facebook as ak mcmorris, and I hope that you go so that you can click on the link and vote for me for the Southern Nevada Neighborhood Awards. I am nominated for Best Community. I did. I did. Thank you. Congratulations. And I'm the only woman. There you go. And she's going to win. That's Probably. right. The big winner. And Cookie. Uh, you can find me at Cookie Hall. And, and that's it. And Cookie, you have the foot in the ass gear. Where can they find that? Because I got some gear myself, and it looks real cute. Um, you can get your foot in the ass gear. Just go to my website, footintheassgear.com. You can also download my music on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Tidal. Um, my cash app is Cookie Hall. My Google is Cookie Hall. My IMDB is Cookie Hall. Yeah. That just cookie all, and if it's you, if anybody else come up when you put my name in, please report them. Oh, cookie! I'll also make sure to put in um, on the YouTube. I'll put in um, the foot in the ass gear, and also your song. Thank you. Yeah, because that song is hitting. And then, lady, before I get to you, buddy, since you are last now, lady, tell them about your hair jewelry. I need some when I go to Mexico. Well, it's hair jewelry and it's earrings as well. I hand make them all. 
you can go to treasureboxbyak.com. But I would like to encourage anyone, if you have um, small children, children all the way up to high school age, AK's Closet is partnering with the North Las Vegas Police Department for their back to school drive. Also with Parkdale Community Center for a back to school teachers drive. So we'll be providing items for teachers as well as students. If you would like to donate, please go to akscloset.org. And just simply um, leave me a message there and I will be happy to arrange to receive your donations. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. So make sure you guys give me all that stuff so I can put it on the website and on the YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, you can just put in Zandra Pollard. That's Z-A-N-D-R-A-P-O-L-A-R-D. And last but not least, we have Buddy. Uh, Buddy Lewis. Oh, girl, you do have the little jazzy voice. I like that. You are so mellow out of there. Thank you for doing my little old show. Like you said, I ain't going to do your little show. Hey, you know what? I say that to everybody. <laughs> you just make sure you know you you're just like everybody else. You know, the same <laughs> no, you I'm special. Same thing. Same, same. I'm treating everybody the same. Now, but I'm here. Yes, you are. And thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm everywhere. Buddy Lewis jokes on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. Hit me up uh, if I've said anything funny that offended anybody. I just want to let you know. Go on about your business. These are jokes. All right, that's it. Just let it let it happen. Just breathe it in. Let it go. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, ninety-one point five Jazz and more. And I am here every second Saturday of the month at eight thirty a.m. And we'll see you next month. Thank you. Yeah. Good All night. Right, thank, so you for thank you for having me. Bye. The jazz lady. Goodbye. Jazz lady. <laughs> Bye. I'll talk about it. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>